Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I have to time myself. <clears throat> yeah, I'm a storyteller. Oh, my goodness. And I like to talk. One time I talked so long, I fell asleep talking. When I woke up, I was still talking. First of all, before I start, I want to say Happy Mother's Day. To all the mums out there, happy Mother's Day. My mom is uh, 80 years old. I phoned her this morning, wished her happy Mother's Day. Um, and uh, in our traditional culture, um, we believe that our women are closer to God than men are. On the spiritual plane, uh, they, are, they sit higher than men because only women can give life. And for that reason, uh, our Creator chose them, you know, of the, the species of uh, human beings uh, to give life. In our traditional culture, we value what our women say. The grandmothers have a big say in the decisions that are going to be made on behalf of the people. Uh, they call us a, a tribe or a band of uh, First Nation people, a community. Yeah, if we're going to make a decision where to move the camp for the summer to chase the buffalo, we got to talk to Kukums, the grandmothers, first. We listen to the aunties, what the aunties say, because uh, we, we value uh, the women. And that's the, the traditional culture of uh, First Nations people. So it's uh, very fitting uh, today. I thought I'd kind of deck up a little bit. I'm, I'm wearing green today because of our Mother Earth. Uh, in our culture, that's what we call the land. That's Hangawi uh, Nana Ski, our Mother Earth. So I wanted to start off by saying that to, to thank uh, you know our, our women in the audience and our, our moms, our aunties, our grannies, you know, all of the women on this uh, special day. So, happy Mother's Day again. So, I know of the Mennonite people for some time now, um, and I remember they helped create a documentary called Reserve 107 out by Laird, Saskatchewan. And um, from that perspective, uh, the Mennonite people are are like in uh, university compared to a lot of the other Canadians who are like in kindergarten and grade one still when we talk about treaty <laughs> understanding and uh, committing acts of reconciliation. So uh, I thank the, the Mennonite people for how they are as a people. And uh, just reading your program there, your whole month, you're going to be learning other topics uh, in relation to treaty and as part of reconciliation, so good for you. And uh, you keep doing what you're doing and don't look back. You keep walking ahead, keep walking forward. The, just listening to you this morning, I'm trying to think, what can I teach them about treaty? My goodness. Um, so I was thinking to myself, uh, a good way to start, um, to help you understand it better. If you, if you don't, you've got a pretty good handle already. But one thing to talk about, certainly, is uh, this thing called culture. Culture fascinates me. 
Uh, I've met so many different people from across uh, all of the world. I've been to Europe a couple times in my life. I've been to every major city in every province here in Canada. I'm so lucky. I have like a Forrest Gump life. <laughs> the people I've met, the situations I've been in, uh, I don't know how the universe works, but I find myself in all these different places. At 7 o'clock today, I fly to Toronto. <laughs> I got a busy day today. Uh, anyways, when I think about culture, like we as First Nations people, yeah, we have a very different culture. Um, in our culture, as uh, many of you know, um, we never had a written language. So in other words, uh, we didn't read, we didn't write. We have this different system. It's called oral tradition. We teach by word of mouth. And over time, it's re repetition over and over and over again. It comes to the point where, as children, we are taught. And then it becomes like common knowledge. So a perfect example, just to, for you to understand, in our dominant culture that we all live in right now, for example, we got this thing called the birthday ceremony. We got a cake, we light the candles, and we all sing this song. Do, 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 do. You know the song, right? Everybody sings it. And then what happens after the song's finished? What do we do? Before we blow out the candles, we make a wish. Now, how is it you know that? I guarantee it's not from reading a birthday manual book. <laughs> That's not how you learn to do the ceremony. I don't know how many birthday ceremonies you and I have been to in our lives, but we teach it to our children, and pretty soon it becomes common knowledge, like everybody knows what to do at the birthday ceremony. Make a wish before you blow those candles out. So this is how we were taught as a, in our culture, by, by word of mouth, by seeing, by breathing, by feeling, touching, experiencing, all our senses, over and over again. So when we talk about those treaties that were made, yeah, I hope you can understand. To us as First Nations peoples, oh, we were so happy and we were so relieved that we made a treaty. It's like, yeah, we made a treaty. Because what was happening to us as a people, our way of life was coming to an end forever. For thousands and thousands of years, we live off the land, we hunt the buffalo. Well, the buffalo are near extinction, and we are outnumbered. And these other people from across the oceans, they have better technology than us. They got these things called rifles. We got these things called bows and arrows. <laughs> if we fight, we know what's gonna happen. So over time, we, we had to do something. Now, I'm going to ask a very silly question here. Okay, you're going to think this is silly, but does anyone here believe in God? <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, what we did as First Nations, what can we do to make sure everything we ask is going to come true? So in our culture, we're not going to make a contract because we don't, we don't write. We don't read. Like, what could we do 
to make sure these promises we're making in the treaty are going to come true. What could we do? So what did we do? We had a ceremony. A ceremony that involves God. (laughs) Um, If you look at all the history books, you're going to find in every treaty negotiation that took place and in every treaty that was made, there's this thing that's called a pipe ceremony was held. So I'm going to share something with you that might kind of sound silly or crazy, maybe even, um, if you didn't know this. But to us, as a First Nations people, what that pipe symbolizes and what the pipe ceremony is all about, like get this, (laughs) we as First Nations people, we believe when we smoke that pipe, we can communicate with God. That pipe is like a prepaid cell phone (laughs) and no long distance charges. (laughs) And it goes straight to God. The smoke carries the message to wherever God is. And in our belief, in our understanding, in our ceremony, that wooden part of the pipe is called the pipe stem. When you touch that stem, you must speak ultimate truth. You cannot lie to God. (laughs) One day, you and I are going to be in front of our maker. One day. And our maker is going to ask us a question. And our answer, do you think we can lie? No way. We cannot. We will tell the answer, whatever our maker asks us. So this is what we did. We sat in a circle and we made promises with the treaty commissioner. And the promises we made when the treaty commissioner took that pipe, it was as if he was saying, I do. (laughs) That's kind of like the the significances of the pipe ceremony. So when that treaty was made, both sides of the treaty receive benefit. Not just one side. (laughs) Both sides. So today I'll look around your church here this morning and I'll see the people here and on Zoom that are watching me too. And I'm going to say to you, you have benefited from the treaty that was made. Yeah. Um, And I know you know this already. (laughs) I already know you know this already. Uh, But culture is a fascinating and wonderful thing, Uh, even amongst our own indigenous peoples. uh, We are very diverse. We speak many different languages. We have many different customs, traditions. We might look the same, yeah, but we are not the same. It reminds me of kind of like a funny story. To the east of us, say around uh, where I'm going to later this evening, Toronto, uh, part of Canada, and Ottawa, part of that, uh, our, part of where our country is, they have uh, different kinds of First Nations peoples there. In English, uh, they are called the Mohawk. We know them as Mohawk people. But they have their own language, and in their language, they call themselves the Haudenosaunee people. And in their culture, in order to be polite, when guests come to visit, you offer food. And you do this over and over again. You keep offering food. 
It's a sign of being polite and respectful. That's their culture. So in our culture, uh, as Plains Cree people, in our Plains Creek culture, what we are taught to believe, when you are eating food, you have to eat all of it. Don't waste food. So when you go to the smorgasbord, you take what you can eat. Don't take no more because you've got to eat all of it. It's a sign of disrespect if you don't eat the food. So as the story goes, the two nations met. The meeting took place. <laughs> they went home. And what did they think about each other? The Mohawk people thought, boy, those Crees, they don't know when to stop eating. <laughs> All they do is eat. And the Crees, those Mohawks aren't very nice people. They tried to kill us. <laughs> you see, uh, we have these uh, cultural differences that exist. Very different cultural differences. But it's only through getting to know one another, meeting, visiting, sharing, storytelling with each other, that we get to, to learn about each other. And at the end of the, the meet and greet meeting, what we start to find out is uh, we're really not that different after all. <laughs> you know, we are some little bit things here, little bit things there. Uh, another difference in culture uh, between the, us as First Nations people and like this dominant culture that we all live in is this concept called time. So, uh, I'm almost done talking here. <laughs> because uh, we follow time, and I was uh, really impressed that you started exactly at 10.45. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In our culture, uh, we don't have clocks. We don't have watches. Uh, the ceremony will begin when enough people get there. The ceremony will end when we're finished. <laughs> it's a different kind of time. Um, when the treaty was made, we were asked, how long do you want this treaty to last? So in our minds, we don't have calendars. We don't have uh, years. So in our minds, we didn't say, uh, we want the treaty to last till the year 2088, because we don't think like that in our culture. What we said, we want this treaty to last for as long as the sun shines, as long as the grass grows, as long as the rivers flow. That's how long we want the treaty to last. And do you know what the treaty commissioner said when we said that to him? You know what he said? He said, okay. And he wrote it down, even in the written version of the treaty. That's how long the treaty will last. Today now, things are very different. The treaty that was made has two versions. There's one version, it's called the written version. You, you can read it online, go to the library, you can actually read what the written treaty actually says. But there's another version that exists, and the other version is called the oral history version. This version is kept by word of mouth, and it's been passed down generation to generation. And guess what? These two versions, they don't match. They're different. In one version, the written one, it may as well say that the First Nations, the Indians, sold the land. In exchange for, and it talks about all these promises, in exchange for giving up the rights to the land. That's one version. 
And it's kind of funny here, as I mentioned, today's Mother's Day. Now I'm going to ask another silly question here, okay? You might think I'm real silly asking you this question. Is there anyone here that would be willing to sell me your mom? Anybody here? Would you sell me your mother? Let me ask you this question. In one word, how would you even describe a person for even asking you that question? What word comes to your mind? What kind of person would ask a question like that? Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Well, you can imagine how we understood when we were told, we want to buy your land. Sell us your land. Do you remember what we called the land? That's our mother. And yes, I agree, we thought they were crazy. <laughs> and what we said was, we cannot sell you the land. However, what we'd be willing to do, we're willing to share the land. That's what we can do. We'll share the land. So we had a, a pipe ceremony, treaty-making ceremony, and that's what we agreed to do is to share the land and build a new country. And in this new country, our children will play with your children. Yeah, and we will work together to live in cooperation and in harmony with one another. And we'll all live off the Mother Earth. Yeah, and we'll flourish as people in building this new country. So that's what the treaty teachings that I want to share with you. I could talk for longer and longer, but I got to stop talking. Um, I just want to sing a short little song here before I go. <clears throat> this song was uh, given to me. I asked uh, this uh, teacher of mine. I always used to hear him sing this song. It's a beautiful song. And what the words mean in the Plains Cree language is to be grateful for women because our mothers give us life. That's kind of what the words mean. It's a real short song. If you want to sing along, it's on page 12 of your books there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it just sounds like this here. Thank you for listening to me, and uh, thank you for inviting me. Again, happy Mother's Day.